Troy Gajewski joins us this morning, Chief Market Strategist at FS Investments. Troy, great to have you here. Super interesting morning so far with GDP. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I'll tell you, it just highlights again all the uncertainty, not only in markets, but also in the broader economy. And we wouldn't read too much into that nominal G, or sorry, that real GDP miss, because um, it was driven by you know inventory uh, reversing or inventory rebuild reversing from Q4. We had a massive inventory build in Q4, had a little detraction from inventory. We got clobbered on trade, um, and a lot of that was due to just more demand for consumer products here. Um, and then government was a detractor. But from an economic standpoint, we think still think the combination of uh, consumption growth and uh, fixed business investment should drive us forward. Uh, but the really interesting thing here uh, when you look through these reports is, again, what we've been talking about for the last six months is nominal GDP was very strong, you know, six and a half percent, yet real GDP was negative. Why? Because of inflation, right? So this is a very different environment than we've been in for most of our investment careers. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why coming into this earnings season, you know, we, we looked at where dispersion or the likelihood of outcomes outside of expectations for earnings were. Um, and that was a very attractive trade to put on because given the fact that few, few companies in some cases would not be able to put on or push through uh, additional costs and others could have uh, upside surprise and expectations, it, the probability of having earnings surprises is much higher than usual. And, and so fortunately, you know, both Facebook and Netflix took care of that on their own. Mm -hmm. And you've seen more hits and misses than usual. So in environments like this, you know, you're best to play positions that aren't fighting the Fed and can actually benefit from uh, volatility. Okay, so it sounds like to me, uh, we shouldn't be reading this GDP as derailing any of the outlook or the path that we've been given so far by the central bank. Yeah, that's right. I mean, look, Ultimately, it wasn't a surprise, of course, but inventories uh, bounce around quite substantially. We knew we were going to get clobbered on trade, just not quite as much as we did. Um, and the government uh, detraction was a little bit larger than expectations. But consumption growth was, was strong. Fixed investment growth was strong. Um, so we do think that we avoid a recession here the next 12 months. And again, nominal GDP will continue to dwarf real GDP. Which, which creates a very different investment environment. And so you gotta focus on things that aren't fighting the Fed that in many cases can benefit from the Fed because they're floating rate or focus on trade expressions that aren't dependent upon beta or duration to generate returns. And you know, so we're fortunate that we have far, my, far more ideas now than we've had in quite some time for our uh, daily liquid multi-strategy approach. Some of those ideas, um are uh, similar, it seems, to some of the stock concepts we've talked about here, where you discuss dispersion in equity markets and the importance of uh, individual stock performance around earnings. Another one looking at dividends, uh, but you look at dividend futures. Uh, walk me through what you mean by that, because we've been spending a lot of time talking about finding companies that pay out to shareholders. What's that dividend futures strategy? Yeah, it's really interesting, Oliver. So when you think about this economic environment and market environment, we're really not in a nominal GDP uh, problem, right? Yes, real GDP growth has slowed. We have a surprise negative number, uh, but the probability of recession, we still think, particularly on a nominal basis, is exceedingly low the next 12, 18 months. The real issue for markets this year has not been earnings either. It's been multiple compression, right? So if you're going to play a trade that has upside to the economy, 
but isn't fighting the Fed through multiple compression, you can look at dividend futures. And so because we've had a, a rash of really, um, some would say overblown recession fears here recently, you know, 23 dividend futures got exceptionally low in pricing, it was actually pricing a 4% contraction versus just bottom up uh, estimates from the street calling for a 16% increase. So w w whether you agree with that or not, um, that's not the point here. The point is the spread between expectations bottom up and wildly overpriced recession fears was 20%. So you had basically a four to one risk reward. And from our standpoint, you know, typically uh, uh, dividends are far more stickier in a recession and they don't contract as much. And because revenue and earnings come in nominal GDP, which we have tremendous confidence in, we think we're more than likely going to potentially have upside surprise to that 16% dividend growth mm. through the end of 2023. So this is an expression that has economic sensitivity, yeah. but is not fighting the Fed through multiple compressions. So that, that's a very different expression than trying to buy the S&P on a dip and hoping that the Fed doesn't go as aggressively here the next year. Very cool. So basically what you're saying is that the, there's going to be enough companies uh, that can pay out a dividend that are going to be structurally sound, uh, that the markets of fear over recession might be underpricing their ability to do that. However, you don't necessarily want to get broad exposure to equities as an asset class because uh, that strength in the economy will be enough to keep the Fed tightening things up valuations coming down uh, a, a very important distinction between a, uh, a good economy with inflationary complications versus a bad economy right it seems like we're dealing pretty clearly with the former as opposed to the latter that's right that's right Oliver. it's a you know these are one of the reasons you want to invest in uh, multi-strategy approaches right that don't have large degrees of beta or duration is that you know from time to time we can isolate trade expressions like this that are really laser focused on where we have the highest degree of confidence. And the other thing there too, Oliver, is when you think about dividends versus treasury yields, right? So again, treasury yields have marched higher. Why? Because of uh, high levels of inflation and a Fed that's about to tighten. Well, again, guess what? Revenue, earnings, and dividends come from nominal GDP and revenue growth, not uh, from real. So yeah, we think over time as treasury yields uh, march higher as they have, you know, dividend payouts will march higher as well. Troy, always a great conversation, a very nuanced one with you. Thanks for bringing it to us as always this morning. Take care, Oliver. Good stuff. All right, Troy Goyeski uh, joining us from FS Investments, chief market strategist. Good stuff. I really like that analysis of the economy. Helpful to explain what's happening this morning.